see, madness, as you know, is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. <laughs> They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week, Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, C.K. Joe Rottermill. Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina. Yep, boy. <laughs> and Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. Welcome back to the show. Before we get started, just want to mention, check out Falls Count Anywhere, check out The Perfect Edge, check out Unsanctioned. It was uh, Fernando Felix with Alo doing his uh, hosting debut. Uh, if you like the show, subscribe, five-star ratings. They're a huge help to us on iTunes. Uh, all right, so I guess we're all ready to get into it. Get running. Yeah, before we get into... Raw, I'm going to knock Ronnie versus the world out of the way right now. Critically acclaimed. Yeah, critically acclaimed. We saw the announcement come out, I believe, on either Monday or Tuesday that for the first time ever, Raw will be airing live on Christmas Day. <laughs> I have a huge problem with this. One, I promise you right now, I will boycott that week and I won't watch her all. <laughs> Those people are traveling all the time, away from their families all the time. The least you can do is not make them work on Christmas. Like, I get it, they may not celebrate Christmas. They may be, you know, some of these people might be Muslim or Jewish or whatever religion they may be. I think Ginger's Christian. <laughs> but don't make them work on that day. Let that be a day for them to be off, be with their families. You know, do something pre-recorded if you have to. Just run. I don't know. They could do anything other than make them work on Christmas Day. New Year's Day, I'm not as upset about because whatever. But I don't know. I'm, I really have a problem with that, and I hope they change their mind about it. I feel like they're, they're you're getting enough out of these people already. Don't don't try to get blood from a stone at a certain point. I don't know. Anybody thoughts on that? I I was I agreed. I was like, wow, really? And, I mean. And, and after, the, and most importantly, we gotta watch it. <laughs> most yeah, holidays. Well, I, I will not. I, will, I honestly, I'll tell you right now. If Raw airs live on Christmas Day, we will not talk about Raw on this show. There. <laughs> it will just be SmackDown. We're not gonna talk about it's the Santa Claus Battle Royal. I'm gonna wish. <laughs> if they do a Santa Claus Battle Royal, maybe I'll whisper, I'll I'll whisper the show about the show in your ear when you're sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I will not subconsciously. Watch it. I want to just. Completely boycott it to be perfectly honest. Unless they're just saying about a royal. And yeah, I hope that they don't do it. The thing that makes me mad is, like, Christmas Raw is good. It's never good. Raw's not good as a whole, anyway. <laughs> and you want to have these guys work on Christmas and put together a holiday show, which are always your worst shows of the year, no matter what holiday it is? Yeah. Yeah, there, to me, there's no real upside. You don't like the Thanksgiving food fights? Come on. No. No, I am a fan of those Miracle on 34th Street fights. <laughs> those are always really entertaining. But other than that, why have the show? Yeah. I mean, I may be the only person that kind of like shrugged my shoulders about it. Like, all right, I work on Christmas or I work <laughs> on New Year's, whatever. But the only thing that I felt bad was Rebby Hardy's tweet. It was like, Christmas is ruined. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. For King Max. But the one... Yeah. The one person who needs to go to Raw, I hope the show only consists of this person so I don't have to watch it, 
Zack Ryder. <laughs> He's the one who should have to work on yeah, Christmas. Yeah. That's what you get, Zack. I hope they trade you to Raw before it. <laughs> yeah, step, step on those presents on the ramp, buddy. <laughs> yeah, Joey, what do you think? Christmas Job. Raw or no? <laughs> no, I don't think there's any need for it. I mean, you do enough throughout the course of the year. You can be a day off or tape it. No, I mean... Yeah, I, I don't think they should do it. Hopefully they change their mind. Um, there wasn't a lot of fire behind you, Ronnie Earth World. I think just because I feel, Anymore. like, incredulous about it. Like It's more just annoying than anything yeah. else. I'm yeah, not he, angry. He's small. He said big word. Yeah, I'm not... It wasn't a big triumph in return, because last week there was no Ronnie versus the world. No. Uh, you know what? There was nothing that I was really upset about. Or <laughs> Which really... is always a good week when Ronnie's not upset about <laughs> uh, We might as well jump right in now to Roman Reigns versus John Cena. The build continues. Prep, I know you said you were looking forward to talking about this because you didn't get to last week. So how yes. are you feeling about this whole thing? First of all, let me just go back to last week. I thought it was great. Like, the shovel coming back out <laughs> and just trying to bury Roman six feet deep. I, I felt a little bad for him at one point. But I think he came back pretty good this week. He was quick on his feet, which was great to see. Um, kind of throw a little shady line out there, like, oh, you look like one of those guys. Yeah. Like, You know, I mean, I'm not one who cares too much about that, but I was kind of like, oh, Roman, come You're on. Like, Ooh. It's 2017, bro. <laughs> like, you already got enough heat. Choking yeah. on some things. But um, <laughs> even before the, before the promo with Roman, I thought the John Cena and Jason Jordan match was great. Like, how... Uh, first of all, they fixed Jason Jordan's music. <laughs> who who would have knew? Like, couple lyrics, and it's actually better. Usually it yeah. becomes worse. Yeah. But um, he looked really confident. He held his own against John Cena, and he didn't need to win that match. He looked good enough in losing. Yeah. So that didn't bother me. But I thought it was a great match, great way to start off Raw. Mm-hmm. I know you said they didn't need to do anything else. Like, they yeah. could just leave it alone. Are you glad that they went back to the well, or would yeah. you rather them have not? Yeah, because I'm glad, because I didn't know what to expect out of this. I like the fact that John Cena and Jason Jordan, they actually had a match, and they referred back to Kurt Angle versus John Cena, because Kurt Angle gave John Cena his first real big break in the WWE, well, his first match in WWE. And they kind of hit on the same things. Roman does come out, calls Cena a fake bitch, and then I like Cena put constantly putting over that Roman that how the fans don't want Roman. He's doing a good job at that. And he talked about you say this is your yard. You you say you say you're the you're the guy, but everybody these guys don't these people don't agree with you. And this old this part timer is going to show is going is going to teach you um, some tricks. I do like that whole aspect of it because Cena is actually Roman is not the best on the mic. I think they're make I don't think they're making him talk too much, but. There have, there have, he has more substance to hold on to more than any other time he had, he's had to go out there and actually cut up and cut promos. But Cena's actually making hammering in the fact that they don't want you here, and I do like that aspect of it because that is the truth of it. And Cena's actually turned out to be the babyface in the situation. Yeah, yeah, people are definitely siding more with Cena at this point. One of the things I did like, yeah, Roman is talking a little bit, but I liked that. Cena ultimately says, like, I'm going to have to beat some common sense into you or whatever. And Roman's response is like, do it. Go ahead. Like, that's who his character is. Is like, he's about the fight. He's not about making corny jokes. He's not about making people laugh. So I like that they're at least using that aspect of Roman. Now, I did see on social media seems split. 
like scrolling through Twitter on Monday night, I'm seeing 50% of the people saying, like, this is the Roman we want to see, and half the people saying, like, oh, Roman's getting killed on the mic. Where do you, do you, do you think Roman is holding his own in this? Do you think he's getting embarrassed by Cena? I wouldn't say he's embarrassed, but I wouldn't say he's holding his own either. I mean, he, he, he's in there, and he's, he's doing the best. He's throwing some jabs out there that are pretty good, but he's, I mean, he's nowhere on the level of John Cena yet. I mean, the main thing I take from this is, and we've talked about it before on the show, is how much Roman Reigns' character could use a heel turn. He'd be perfect heel, and he would just fit, and he'd probably turn, spin the character and stop getting booed so much. <laughs> That's just me. Yeah. I did find it funny that when Roman, Roman first came out, I thought his first line was great, saying, you're a veteran, it took you 20, 16 or 20 minutes to beat a rookie. Yeah. And I was saying in my head, like, Jason Jones wrestled more than, longer than you have. I just found that funny. I thought he had a great way to... I, yeah, but you, we don't know about NXT. <laughs> we don't know yeah, about yeah. NXT. Or, or, or the amateur yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> so, I just... I like the fact that he came out and said that first, and he initiated the promo, but I... Like you said, it was in, um, in wrestling Twitter was split. Like they liked it, they liked Roman, they hated Roman's promo. But I think we may get more. Like maybe next week we'll get Cena initiating the promo and Roman defending himself. Because because this past Monday Night Raw, it was the opposite. Um, Cena was defending himself and Roman initiated. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Uh, what do you guys think about Edge coming out on on their? Uh, I don't want to call it a podcast because there's only one wrestling podcast <laughs> right now. But he came out and said... Like, and he, show. He, yeah, he's like, why are they doing this now? Like, they should be saving it for WrestleMania. Which was my immediate thought. So you I, feel I, like I they should be that. saving it. I talked about that last week. They, I thought this would be a WrestleMania and they kind of forced it. I guess they didn't really have much for the shovel to do. So they kind of they kind of forced this in a little quicker. Uh, but, I mean, hey, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> it's worth Yeah, Edge's feeling was they rushed... Uh, Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar at Great Balls of Fire. They're rushing this into No Mercy. Like, should they be saving this for a bigger show, or should they be just telling their stories when they have opportunity to tell them? Well, you know, I'm always I always advocate for telling your best stories anytime possible. Don't always hold it to WrestleMania, but like you said about the whole scene doing the free agent thing, he wasn't sure about when he's going to be available. So you have to kind of get the most out of this guy because you know he got casted for the Bumblebee spinoff. So who knows when that's going to start filming? Because I'm sure he doesn't. I'm sure he doesn't even know quite yeah. well yet. So he may not even be around for WrestleMania. He may make an appearance, of course, because you know he's John Cena, the flamethrower. Yes, <laughs> he's a part timer. Oh my god, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Now, oh, instead of the rock, let's say the shovel that he lights on, sets on fire. Oh, but better, he might have his wedding. <laughs> oh, wow. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, you know, you know my helpless romantic. <laughs> Total Bellas, does that start as we're recording? Yes. Are you disappointed you're not watching it live right now? So good. I hear, I hear Nikki, Nikki's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Is, oh, yeah. is there any truth to that? Yes. It is true. Premieres in two weeks. I think there have been promotional photos already mm-hmm. of you, it. You got your, you got your uh, time slots booked up for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to watch Nikki? Total Bellas, Dancing with the Stars? I might just catch your highlights. <laughs> so, I'm, I got Flash, so you, Arrow yeah. come back. Um, you got highlights, you won't be watching too much. I, I, know. <laughs> I know. I got to watch the, the Mecca of SmackDown Live. Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to watch Game of Thrones. So, oh, good for you. I'm trying very hard. Trying to catch it yet or no? Season 1, Episode 3. So <laughs> you're, you're like years behind. Yeah. All right. We'll have to talk about it off air at some point. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to mention, specifically from the match. Jason Jordan, I loved the, the rolling Northern Lights suplex. Oh, yes. yeah. I, 
A, a Northern Light suplex that would make Alicia Fox blush. <laughs> they were tremendous. Um, They're difficult to do, and he made them look seamless. He rolled into another one. Yeah. Has anybody else done that? I haven't seen Northern Lights. No. I'm trying. Like I can't think of anyone else. And you're talking about, I'm about a pretty, wrong about a pretty it, big boy in John Cena. He made it look pretty, pretty easy. Yeah, it's impressive. I was glad that they featured him in that way. I think that that's that's what Cena's there to do. This is the best thing they've done with that character since they, since they turned him to Angle Sun. Jason yeah. Jordan. I mean, this is the best thing they've done for him since then. Era. Since before that, they were just killing him. Yeah. I know. I, I can't really judge this mm-hmm. until further down the road. But how wasted is Kurt Angle is as a, Kurt Angle as a character on television? Yeah. He just comes out like Prep says. He just dances Happy along. With you, yeah, he just dances along. What you suck. You could utilize him in so many different ways, like the way Daniel Bryan. And Shane and Pop, Pop are utilized on SmackDown. That's mm-hmm. kind of perfect at times. You could do that so much with Kurt Angle because Kurt Angle's an actual legit wrestler. He's a, he has, he has credentials out there, so he could act. So you could actually buy him interacting with his talent. But I just think he's being wasted a lot because he has tons of charisma, but we only see him in the office and in the ring. He's not interacting really interacting with anybody. Uh, not in the office. I did enjoy watching his facial expressions last week when he was. Um Sitting behind uh, John Cena when they were when they were going at each other, he was yeah. just kind of laughing like. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he put on Instagram like, "Oh, when you watch a scripted promo become a shoot," <laughs> like we all know that this is scripted, Kurt. Like, <laughs> but no, I think I think they finally figured out that uh, Kurt has a newly found speech impediment. They can't say WWE. The WWE. <laughs> they can't say it at all. And. <sighs> I said, Jordan lost. He lost to Finn Balor a few weeks ago. So I think this could actually be a thing with, with the frustration. Like I really want Jason Jordan to go back to Kurt Angle and be like, the chains are off. <laughs> I really would love that. Come on, Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to start calling him Dad. Dad. <laughs> I, uh, you're right though, because when Angle first came back, he was interacting a lot, and we were saying like how he hasn't missed a beat. Like he's still great. And then the Jordan stuff started, and he was in more of a dramatic role. And now it's like he's never come back from that. You know, he was in the dramatic role for like four or five weeks, and now we're not getting like the comedic Kurt Angle stuff anymore. Um, I would like to see them utilize him more, but then they are. But I don't know when we'll get it. Some father-son moments. I've been waiting for that. Yeah, I, know. I don't know if we're they're ever going to get it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anything's ever going to top. It's not how you spell soft. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was awesome. Um, Universal Championship, we didn't see the title on the show this week, but the number one contender, Braun Strowman, had a steel cage match against the Big Show. I thought this was awesome. I did too. Uh, Their first two matches that they they did were good, and obviously you had the huge moment of the ring collapsing, but I thought this was the best of the three things they did. Yeah. Like... I was kind of on the edge of my seat for the entirety of it. Yeah, I was too because I had no idea what was going to happen. This is the best we've seen. I've seen Big Show in a long in a long time. I mean. There was a point when I thought like the Big Show was going to win the match. Yeah, and I was like, it doesn't make any sense for him to win it. But well, I had two thoughts. The first one was when he was talking about putting the Big Show out to pasture. I was like, I, maybe he should just absolutely decimate the Big Show and make him even more of a monster than he already is. And then I was like. I think the big show look they might have are they gonna have him win this match? No, see, my thought process was if because they were playing the whole in between the ropes thing a mm-hmm. little too much. So I thought that Braun was gonna maybe tackle him through the cage and that's how Big Show possibly won. Cause we did get it after, but yeah. I thought that was gonna be the thing in the match because they were in between the ropes and the cage way too much. 
Yeah, I, I knew that something was going to happen with the structure itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought it was awesome the way it played. I mean, the Big Show doing the elbow drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... Off the top rope. Scary. And, and, they talk, and they talked about how he used to do it yeah. in his first year. Did anyone see the tweet? It was the highlight of him doing the elbow drop and it said, watched one Kyrie Sane match. <laughs> <laughs> one complaint yeah. about the whole that whole segment with Big Show and Braun. How many times did I have to hear Michael Cole say, "The ring is double reinforced"? Yeah. Like in the in the beginning of the night, they kept saying like just reinforced, and then like out of nowhere, they just kept saying double reinforced. How dumb did Michael Cole sound saying that? Like, like I feel like they stopped just short of like having the ring continuing to be reinforced further throughout the yeah. entire match. But like, they should have had like a crew on the outside reinforcing the ring over and over. Continually reinforcing. Yeah. So I found this clip of the Bring It to the Table show, mm-hmm. and they made a um. What is that? The show Rosenberg's on. Oh, okay. That show. So, I've never uh, heard of it. <laughs> don't, don't acknowledge it. So, um, they had this, they counted how many times in the Pujambi prison that they said structure. It was 64 times. That's it? So, <laughs> ma- so imagine how many times they said double reinforced yeah, overall. More than they needed to, which is they, they beat everything into the ground. Um, I just kind of wanted to double stuff the Oreo by the end of it. <laughs> My mind just went different What directions. did you think of the match? I, lo- I enjoyed the match. Like I said, it was the best I've seen Big Show in a while. Um, they continue to get me more involved with Braun Strowman, the way they're building him. It's nice to see them stick to a character and kind of build him up right. And like I said, the match was entertaining. It felt like a, it felt like a Big Show's last match to me. Well, he's out for a while. He's hurt. So I felt like something. I felt like a like a farewell match to me. Yeah, because they, they wrote him off. Because they wrote him off basically as hurt, but he had to get surgery. I know that. Yeah, they did a good job of making it an event. And we've talked before on the show about, like, the Raw main event being, like, usually not that big of a deal. And this was a big deal. It was it was a great match. It was a great show that they put on. And then the way it ended with him saying, like, Brock, like, this is your future. And then throwing Big Show through the cage. And one, I, I got to give kudos to Braun for the way he sold the punch. Like, just dropped. I tweeted that from the <laughs> Matt Madness account that... His sell of that punch was better than Big Cass's sell. It was sell. awesome. Like, and it was like he was through the ropes and he was coming <laughs> to him and he just like knocked out. Like, he must have been watching his UFC fights. Like, yeah. But of course, it goes right to commercial as soon as that happened, which annoyed <laughs> me. Uh, and then the way the Big Show sold getting thrown through the cage, like, just. I, and I honestly, the first thing I thought was like, imagine if JR was calling this. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I liked that he actually went through with it and put Big Show, quote unquote, out to pasture. And I say it often, but Braun Strowman has become like an attraction. And they have not had one of the. I don't know if it ever becomes like a mainstream thing where people who don't watch WWE regularly will care about him, but. He's become more of an attraction than almost anything else we've seen yeah. in recent memory. Yeah, he's so good. You're talking about homegrown talent from the PC. Mm-hmm. As much as people want to rag on it, like you got people like Braun now. You got Charlotte. I don't care about the pedigree. <laughs> Just yeah. because her last name is Flair, you know, she's like was built at the PC. Mm-hmm. So, and then you got people like Alexa Bliss that we'll talk about later on. Like we will get to that right now. Uh, Wait, did it have a big indie career? <laughs> they didn't Shocking. need it. You know? <laughs> and people like them. 
Yeah. Who'd Believe have, it or not. Who yeah. thought? Believe it or not, people are not consistent in their <laughs> Sound <position>. like Rusev. <laughs> um, women's Championship, we had the announcement of Sasha Banks getting her rematch in No Mercy. Nia Jax and Emma both pissed that they're not in contention. So Angle makes a match. If they, can, if they as a tag team can beat Sasha and Alexa, they will make it a fatal four-way. We actually got interaction between Sasha and Alexa in the locker room, which I thought Sasha was awesome in that segment. My um, new favorite, or uh, my new favorite, like meme picture. Yes, what, her her nose to nose with Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> her whispering in her ear. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was good. I thought I liked seeing it. I liked the, the legitimate like dislike between them coming across on and, the and Alexa's face when Sasha got. All, no, yeah, nose to, nose to her cheek. Alexis, this is perfect. Yeah, like so disgusted. Obviously, Nia and Emma win, and we now have a fatal four-way match at No Mercy. I like the match. For me, the highlight, probably everybody's <laughs> highlight, was after Alexis slapped Nia, <laughs> and Nia got mad and screamed at her, and Alexis screamed immediately at the same time. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Um, are you guys happy about the Fatal 4-Way? Do you think it should be a one-on-one? Do you think Sasha should be out of the title picture? I don't mind the Fatal 4-Way. And Sasha, obviously, it's a rematch. I just... Emma kind of leaves a question mark for me because last time I saw they were kind of not doing anything important with her. Now she's going to be considered a, a title contender again. It's kind of up and down. Her booking. Yeah. You know, nobody in this group is more excited than me. Yeah. Than my baby girl Emma's in the title <laughs> picture. But... It, it sucks because I know she's just there to take the pin. That's what I'm talking about. Because yeah. she, she, she had such a good match when she had the number one contenders match. She ended up inevitably losing. Then they didn't do anything with her. No, they're and still not. To be number one I, contender. I don't see anything coming from this for her. But, but she I mean, talks about hashtags every Yeah, yeah, which and is so she could cringy. Be good. She could be in the picture and be legitimate. And they fixed her music too. Yeah, it was better this week, and she didn't do her little stage pose, so it actually worked. Yeah, it didn't look as awkward as yeah. last week. Yeah, but I want to say Emma, like as of now, Emma's my favorite to win that match. Really? To steal one, because what? Like we haven't really hit on her um, for the last couple of weeks. Cause it hasn't been yeah, really. You haven't. Huh? Mm. <laughs> the last check my weeks. Twitter. <laughs> I'm gonna check your DMs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he bashes Zach too. But, um, that sounded great. The last few weeks, she's had a story. She lost a couple times, but she's actually had a story talking about how she started the women's revolution. Even if they went with Mickey James last week, after she beat Mickey James, I started the women's revolution. Like she's been like. She's actually had a legit story. Yeah. And the fact that she's finally getting her opportunity in a women's, in for the women's title, this is her first one-on-one. Well, it's not even one-on-one, but her first like real opportunity. Mm-hmm. I remember she had an opportunity at WrestleMania 30. That was the last time she really had an actual chance, and that was at a battle royal. So since she has this actual story, I'm like, maybe she just steals one and, and takes the women's title that way. Because is she's that actually what you want had, to see happen, or is it what you think? It's just, it's that's just what a, he kind of—it's a gut feeling. It, it's had. a gut feeling because she's actually had this story because it's been a thing for the last month or so about how hashtag Emma number one contender hashtag this and how she's never got her women's title opportunity and this is a chance for her to actually probably possibly steal a victory and get a shot shot to become the women's champion. So I wouldn't be shocked because as of right now we got another two or three weeks, but as of now she kind of is my favorite to kind of steal one. Hmm. It'd be interesting. It'd be different. I mean, I wanted her to get to end up with the title shot for SummerSlam. Yeah. 
Well, that well, that, well. Let me, let me go. Come, let me go back to that. That's just too easy. Yeah. That's, too, that's just too hard for them to do. We'll do the most simplest thing. Yeah, that's typically the the route that they take. Uh, anybody else with thoughts on the women? I'm a for women's champion. <laughs> uh, Intercontinental championship. We had Jeff Hardy getting a shot at the Intercontinental title. Um, I enjoyed this match. I like that Matt and the Miztourage got ejected. I loved Maurice's no autographs please shirt. Uh, I, I thought the match was good though. Uh, anybody else with thoughts on this match? It was a pretty good match. I mean, it was a little clunky at times, but I mean, for Jeff Hardy not being in singles matches as long as he has, and, and he's going to go back to obviously probably the tag team. Um, terrific Miz work. I mean, it was it was solid. I enjoyed it. Even Cena gave credit to Miz. Yep. Wow. <laughs> I like a um, lot. I like the match. Obviously, it was a little predictable because when you eject everybody else but Maurice, you know she has mm-hmm. to factor into the finish. Um, but in my head, the only thing that I'm excited for is the fact that Miz is only holding that title for Samoa Joe to come and take it. So, well, Joe, how long is Joe out for? I don't know. He went to go see doctors this week or something, but nothing is coming now. What makes you say that? Is that something that's being talked about? or? I mean, that's what I. that's just what I think. Huh. I think that he's just holding on to that for Joe. I would like to see Joe as Intercontinental Champ. Well, thank guys. <laughs> <laughs> I really do appreciate it. You're welcome. Joe is missed. Like, I miss Samoa Joe so much. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till he comes back. Yeah, Halo, your thoughts? Um, the match was pretty good. I did, I did enjoy it. The Miz can't wrestle, whatever, <laughs> despite what pe- other people may say. Yeah. Uh, Your best I, friend? Yes. <laughs> well, I, well, Jeff's the more beloved Hardy. I know Troy was not happy with the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship match. No, why not? And I, well, he hates The Miz for one. I, didn't, I wasn't sure how I felt about Marie, Maurice yelling, the, telling The Miz to move. Mm. Because since when does that ever work? Yeah. But I did think the match was pretty fine for us. And Miz did win clean, essentially. Yeah. She woke him up by <laughs> touching his hand. I think she was supposed to pull him, couldn't get a grip of it, and just, like, kind of touched him. Yeah. It was weird. It I was mean, a weird I like finish. the IC title where it's at right now. Until we see a contender, maybe a Samoa Joe or someone. I mean, I wouldn't mind, like, again, a Finn Balor. Yeah, Finn Balor mentioned it last night or on Monday night. That it would look good around his waist. He's kind of tied up with the wire right now, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, tag team <laughs> division. Uh, Sheamus and Cesaro will get their rematch with Seth and Dean at No Mercy. Uh, Seth and Dean beat Gallows and Anderson. Sheamus and Cesaro beat Slater and Rhino. The punching bag of the tag division. Yeah. Uh, we saw quite a bit of Seth and Dean on Monday. I even I even enjoyed it, how much Dean was digging Elias playing the guitar on <laughs> yeah, <in> stage. <laughs> he was like way into it. Uh, are we happy with what they're doing with Seth and Dean? So I'm really tired of Sheamus and Cesaro and everybody in the Raw tag division, but Seth and Dean. Mm-hmm. I feel like the title run has really like yeah the bar. What are they doing with the thumbs? <laughs> the bar. Um, so the only way for me that this can be a positive is you see on social media, they keep calling each other out, talking crap to each other. The only thing I want to see right now is the raw tag team champs versus the SmackDown tag team champs. And I want those champs to be the Usos, like to stay that after next week. 
Do you think that's maybe something they could do at like Survivor Series? Yeah, probably. I I don't think so because they'll make they'll make the whole well. Because remember last year they put each division against each other in traditional elimination matches. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I think they'll get. It. Yeah, you won't get like a clean two on two. You'll get. Do we think we're ready? Cause I know when when the brand split started, and we were saying like don't have anyone cross, don't have the shows face each other. Do you think we're at a point where we're ready to see a show where one brand goes against the other? Like, in an actual match like that? I mean, I would like to see it maybe once a year kind of thing. Build it towards that, and you have you have the, the show versus that show. Like, would you like to see the Usos against Dean and Seth at Survivor Series or at any pay-per-view? I would, but they wouldn't do it properly. Yeah, no. Because I remember, because um, during the last brand split... Before the month before Survivor Series in October, they had bragging rights, and they couldn't even do that right. <laughs> they didn't even like they would have like the WWE title on the line, the world title on world title on the line, and like they wouldn't even really have the champions versus the champions. And that's what I think it should have been. You could have your little elimination matches or whatever, but have your champions face your champions. You both have tag team champions. You both have mid card titles, and you both have world titles. Like let these guys face each other. In the Survivor Series, you wouldn't even have Raw versus SmackDown. You would have combinations of two two guys from Raw team up with two guys from SmackDown, and maybe a third, you're throwing a third other guy or whatever. But they're not going to do it properly. I would love to see it at a um, cross-brand show, but I don't think they're going to do it. Yeah, the main thing is I wouldn't like to see it too often. One cross-brand show a year yeah, would be... It has to mean something. Yeah. Prep? I want to see it. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to see it. Like when? Yeah, whatever, wherever it happens. I mean, obviously they already have their. It. Yeah, they have their no mercy match already planned. You know, we're just trying to plan ahead, but I, that's what I want to see. Like that's the only way that they can, because like, Gallons was an Anderson or Geeks like. Well, they're too. They're, they're nerds. They're too young. <laughs> they're too young. They haven't hit their hit too their speed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no. They might need to go back down to NXT. <laughs> I mean, we, you, I mean, yeah, you'll have the revival coming back eventually. You have you have other teams out there that, if if done rightly, you can kind of rebuild the divisions. Yeah, I mean, if it was up to me, it'd be the revival. But what do we have till like January till they come back? Yeah. So, uh, do we think that Seth and Dean have an extended title run? Like, are they going to be holding these for a while, or are they going to eventually just go their separate ways? And I feel like they have to, unless now. they're going to like try to make a big deal out of like AOP or somebody who comes up, which I I just don't see right now. Me neither. I think that well, we'll get to that. Well, we won't even get to that because no, there was no fashion fashion files this week, right? No. So no. I think they're going to SmackDown because you see NXT spoilers, right? Yeah. Were they on any of the last tapings last time? Nope. Hmm. So that that's my thing. Spoiler and then, alert. Yeah. And, oh, it, even on Twitter, somebody. Um, yeah, there was someone who cracked the code. Right? Yes. Added up the author's opinion. Yeah, authors, I don't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah. Authors. That's yeah. right. Shakespeare to be or not to be the yeah. authors. Oh, okay. I think yeah. that, that was the way it was broken down. So it's not eight in English. <laughs> no. It's Breaking my heart. <laughs> as much as you want it to be. <laughs> not the maestro of music. Uh, Mayhem. Yeah. Bray Wyatt oh, God. and Finn Balor. Can we skip this? Still a thing. <laughs> oh my God. For whatever still, reason, still yeah, I don't thing. have anything to say about it. Anybody? Yeah. Wait, one thing. How awful did Finn sound when he was like <laughs> scream? What did he scream? He was like, I don't even know. He said something like, "I did choose my or something." It was terrible. Like he like cut Bray off. It was so bad. I want to see something better for Finn than this. That's just my personal opinion. I mean, nothing against Bray, but. 
It's not doing it for me. Bryce sucks. No, it's, it's not good. I need to put a mask. And then on. and then Bryce says, "You didn't beat me. The demon beat." Me. I'm like, what? So, like I said last week, so you're going to devalue the demon. So the demon has to, so you're devaluing the demon and making the play Finn Balor beat you. I wouldn't say devaluing the demon, but it can go both ways. There's, there's just no reason to keep yeah, doing yeah. it. <laughs> so, it's it's like, like you backwards. A, you rushed a match on Raw two weeks ago, where so Bray could win and bring the demon out on SummerSlam. And it's still going on. You could have left it at that, but it's still one on one. Because that's why I was saying a few, before SummerSlam that they should have had a match a few weeks ago, and maybe Finn win that one or get a rematch or somehow Bray just get one up on Finn and then get a demon, and that could be the end of it. But I have no, now I have no idea what they're going to do after this. Me neither. So now you're going to get playing Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt in a playing one-on-one match again? Mm-hmm. I guess. Any other thoughts from Raw? No. Where's Nothing. Titus Bren? I don't know. Missed also, though. <laughs> I guess Tozawa's hurt or something. Really? But they could be doing something with my boy Apollo. <laughs> I don't know. I was, he wasn't guys, ready when they brought him up. He wasn't ready when they brought him up. Overall, though, simple. would you guys agree Raw was a, a good show this week? Yeah. Easy watch. Yeah, it, it well, I was doing my fantasy draft for the second mm-hmm. time, but it, I mean, it, it went smoothly. I enjoyed the Miz match. Yeah, you had the uh, Braun Strowman Big Show match. was really, really good, fun to watch. It's Dean, Dean Am- and um, Seth were kind of entertaining throughout, mm-hmm. trickled throughout. Roman Reigns and John Cena build-up was really good, and I was kind of intrigued with the women's division for the first time a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you may have done this on purpose, but uh, no notes on the cruiserweight division this nope. week. <laughs> as long as Enzo is yeah, it was on purpose. Oh yes, God. It was clearly on purpose. Any, I've said this for months. I don't watch anything where Enzo is solo. So if I see Enzo come out, it's immediately fast right. forwarded. So you didn't wa- so you didn't see the aftermath of the match. I saw nothing. Okay, so prop and Joey could probably attest to this. How sad did Cedric Alexander and Griffin look having a team and make this guy a big deal over him? <laughs> like he looked so emotionless. Like, you, you I, even, I really got a team. I think it was you. Was you you even posted something about this? <laughs> I was like, God. What did he say? What did uh Grandmother League say? He was like, I'm Soy the queso or something. Like that. <laughs> it, was, it was really bad. bad no, he was saying that he was the cheese because Enzo said something about like them being a pizza. <laughs> so wow. then when <laughs> wait, the when, when Grand Metal League said that, Enzo looks at him and says, Peppa Jack. <laughs> like I'm like, this guy is awful. I cannot take him anymore. Yeah, if he's as long as he's involved in the cruiserweight division, it's an immediate. Because he actually he's actually been healing it up. Really? He's been cheating to win. He said if it ain't cheating, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Eddie Guerrero style. I was gonna say somebody already did that a lot better than Enzo could do. Yes. Oh god, we like do yourself a like if you go go back, just watch after just watch the bell that. after the bell ring. Watch Cedric Alexander's like blank stare, like God, they're really pushing this guy. Like looking into the camera, like Jim on the Office. <laughs> <laughs> really? Why? Why? Uh, SmackDown. I want to say, this is not a Ronnie versus the world, but just something I want to say real quick. Apparently, the, the most recent thing I I've seen is that Baron Corbin apparently took some heat 
Not for anything that we thought that he did, but apparently they had a doctor that showed up to have like a, an employee meeting or whatever, a talent meeting, who was downplaying the results of like the CTE testing that came out for the NFL a few weeks ago, saying that like 95% of NFL players have, suffer from CTE. And the guy was basically saying like the, the study is overblown, this is not true. And apparently Corbin spoke out against the doctor and said like, why are you trying to downplay this? Like concussions and brain injuries are serious. Stop trying to act like it's not a big deal. And he got a lot of heat, I guess, from the higher-ups. Apparently, some of the talent respected him for standing up and saying something. Um, and I, if, th- if this is true, I respect him for that because I think in our society we've gotten too much to a point where people don't want to believe information. Um, like, climate change isn't real. Well, guess what? There's Why was there a historic hurricane last week now there's another one coming up right behind it and then there's another hurricane right behind that one and then another big hurricane that's about to hit mexico in the gulf it's like these things are real we we have to stop pretending that information is not real information is how you how you keep yourself from repeating history so or you map it yeah, I, I appreciate Baron Corbin speaking out and saying, like, what you're saying right now is not true. That had the feeling of a Ronnie Bristol world. Maybe it is. I don't know. It's it's not titled that way. Maybe it's like a... Maybe it'll be like a DVD extra. It's an extra, it's an extra cut. <laughs> yeah, but I, I respect Corbin for, for standing up to a yeah, doctor, it, trying it's... to act like head injuries are not as big of a deal. If it's true, as yeah, for be. sure. I mean, I, I can see why you'd get a lot, of, a lot of guys in the locker room kind of kind of galvanized behind that. And Corbin played football in the NFL, so... Yeah, like he's like, I, no, I've been there. Thing. I know what it's like. Yeah, so I, I respect him for that. And hopefully he didn't take too much heat for it. And hopefully, well, we see him in a feud with AJ Styles right now, so it can't be too bad. that bad. Um, in the main event picture, we have Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura battling it out for number one contendership. Any thoughts, anybody? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, last week, how good was Shinsuke's sell of the RKO? Like, when he got it's grabbed. They, kept, they showed it a million times. That he, like, was, that was, That's why I have to bring it up. They showed it a million times, like, his facial expression when, like, Randy grabbed him. Like, just, he sold it so well. And I thought this match was great. Like, the arm, the transition into the arm bar from the RKO oh, yeah, attempt was, was incredible. That was unique. So, so I mean, good. I mean, for me, this was, the, I mean, we talked a lot about the Strowman Big Show match was pretty good. For me, this was the match, of the, like, the week for me. I mean, this match was delivered on, on a high level. This is probably the best I've seen Orton in ring in a while. Um, and these two kind of put on a real, real good show. Yeah, I thought it was a good match. I enjoyed the match, but I would I would have enjoyed it more if it was actually if this was actually like a feud between the two, so it could be actually some more story to it, for, 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 more story to it for a match. But I really did enjoy the match. Like Prep said, the transition from the on bar to the RKO, even all his counter to the RKO, I thought I thought were great. Jinder Mahal, that promo was horrible. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> you would think he's on commentary trying to promote the match. It was that bad. Speaking of promos, do you think of the old school cuts they had at the very beginning before this match came out? That Shinsuke and Orton. I liked it. I, I like standing in the dark, just like talking. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah, they opened the show with two like backstage promos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shinsuke's promo was rough, but I thought Orton's promo was pretty good. A little long, but it was very way too long. Yeah. I thought. Uh, yeah, Nakamura. Like, it seems like a little bit of a struggle for him sometimes, but I do like them trying that. I think they could do more of that. Yeah. I mean, it's not too bad considering he wasn't speaking any English when he first broke in. They didn't really have him speaking at all when he first got yeah. there. This is, but he speaks, he speaks English, though. Mm-hmm. He came into mm-hmm. America speaking English. He's considered it better, though, than what I've seen. I'm, I'm pretty just... sure he was playing it up when he first got signed. Like, <laughs> yeah, just playing on the Japanese guy. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. I gotta go full Japanese guy. Speak of the Deutsch? <laughs> no. How great is it to have Corey Graves on SmackDown? Though? Yes. Yes, yes. It's a lot better than JBL. <laughs> yeah, I actually like JBL. I found JBL funny, but I'm never going to turn down some more Corey Graves. <coughs> yeah, he... Dreamiest man in WWE. <laughs> it makes sense because he's already at SmackDown. Yeah, because at first I complain, but they're making him work twice, but I forgot, oh, he does 205 Live. I forgot about that. Yeah, now so he's Nigel's 205 Live. So. Nigel's there now. so. And I like having him back with Saxton. Yeah. Back when he said, Tom, it's great to be by your side, and Saxton, you're here too. <laughs> you're here too. He's like, oh, come I on. wish there were more jabs at Saxton. Me too. I think we'll get that. And mm-hmm. as time goes by. And what a suit. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Always. That's why he's the dreamiest. Looking dapper. <laughs> um, the one thing I do like that they do with Jinder is they have him and the Singh brothers, like, in the box watching the match. Yeah. I always enjoy that. Yeah. It reminds me of, like, Mike Tyson back in the day, or, like, was it Flair and Vince? We're in the box together watching Stone Cold. Absolutely annihilate Booker T in the supermarket. <laughs> One of the greatest segments in raw history, as far as I'm concerned. Despite uh, despite what Joe laughed, thanks. Gender is the draw. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, that's that's a sad statement. Yeah, are you guys? Well, we get Nakamura and Gender again. Who's excited about it? I think it'll be in the Hell in a Cell. So I am. I'm not. <laughs> I'm excited if it goes the other way. Um, we finally so see Shinsuke. Wins. Yeah, I, I'd be excited for that. I don't. I don't want to see this uh, Jinder Mahal title reign go any go any further than it already has. I, I've gotten enough. It, it was okay. So another question I have for you guys: One of my favorite comedians, Todd Glass, is a big believer in like a joke that's funny to start, and then you say it so much that it's not funny anymore. And then you keep saying it, and then it becomes even funnier than it was in the first place. Just recycling. Is there any chance, like a lot of people are excited for this gender title reign. Now it's gotten to a point where a lot of people are tired of and ready for it to be over. Is there a point where they can hold on to this long enough that it becomes a big deal? Or do you think it's just dead in the water? I think there's a chance of that happening. I mean, you'd have to press it for a while, though. I mean, you're talking about post-WrestleMania around for, for something like that, I think. Yeah, for me, I mean, I'm I'm in favor of the gender run. Um, it's good to see somebody fresh, but it's kind of wearing out its welcome. I think it is time for a change. That's why I'm I'm excited for that rematch because who wants to see gender versus Randy Orton again? Uh, I can tell you one person who you're looking at right now who does not want to see it anymore. Like I'm pretty, again. I'm pretty sure ever? this yeah, ever like. If everything goes according to plan in my head, as it should, mm-hmm. Nakamura becomes a champ, uh, then AJ drops the U.S. title and then goes on the feud with Nakamura for WrestleMania for the world title. Which would be awesome. 
dead in the water, bro. <laughs> um, it's you know I try to find the the both the best and the bad of the things. silver lining. So when Jinder won, it was shocking. And I would say, right after he won, I compared it to this could be like the whole JBL thing. Nobody expected it, but you have to do important things through your whole title run. Like you could have like drag weeks where it's not as good, but you have to do things through the whole run. And he hasn't done anything. Yeah, he just comes out. He's not important. He's only ended the show I think two or three times. A few weeks ago, he came out. First and ended the show, which I I noted was a good touch, but he hasn't felt important at all. So him being champion, I said the U.S. title is the most important show on on Smack, most, most important title on SmackDown. And I've said Jinder doesn't bother me because I don't pay him any mind at all. So can they salvage him and actually do have him doing something important later down the road? Kind of, but but same time after this whole Nakamura thing, because I think he's going to beat Nakamura. Unless Adrian drops the U.S. title, what's he going to do? Who's he going to face? Honestly. Can you salvage it? Yeah, but you have to have him do something with some with someone. And it has to be like a legit thing. It can't to be he just beats them. It has to be mm-hmm. something to garner any heat. Like, for example, the Singh brothers. I was down at Singh brothers, but I have come around them because they make him what he is. Yeah. yeah. You take away the Singh brothers, it's <laughs> the, yeah, no title. The There's nothing. part of yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> it's those two guys. I think they've been great. Uh, they the, have been. Don't you want to see them tag? Like yeah, Nobody can, wants to see them wrestle. I would like if they finally got a chance to do that other than getting just smoked by Nakamura a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Hollywood boys? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would like to see them get to wrestle again. I don't know. I, I have this feeling that they are going to try to string this out as long as they can. They just haven't, they haven't I, done, I do too. They haven't done anything to make gender intriguing lately. I mean, I mean, just repeatedly throwing Randy Orton out there against him doesn't do anything for him. No. Yeah, doesn't get anything moving in my, in my excitement. Box. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the thing about JBL. JBL, he could talk, talk, and at the same time, he might not have been the best in-ring technician, but he beat everybody you loved. So one of the things you've said about this is you're like, well, how did he beat you know, whoever I don't, I can't remember the examples you used a couple weeks ago, but it's like he would beat somebody. You're like, well, how did he beat him? Yeah, because as, as a young casual fan, as they booked the show to, you put him against the guys who have high credentials, actually make him seem more relevant as a champion. So I know when he beat, when he first went out, he beat Eddie Guerrero. I know he had a couple things with he faced, he beat the Undertaker two three months in a row, and um, then he beat Booker T, and then he survived the Big Show. I think two two back to back pay per views, even beat the Big Show in a cage before ultimately dropping to John Cena. But he was such a great heel, and you wanted him to lose so much. And even when the odds kind of seemed stacked against him, they took away his help. He still found a way to prevail and win the match. Yeah, like you know already going in how Jinder's going to win. He's going to win because of the Singh brothers. Yeah. Like every time. Yeah. Even when the odds are stacked against him. But you have to make him look like that heel so when he's vulnerable and he steals one, it actually like kind of like solidifies him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they how they do this. But I do think he's going to hold on to it for a while. So if I give you three names, who beats... Which one of these three names do you think are going to be the one to finally beat Jinder for the title? Okay. Shinsuke Nakamura. Rusev. Zack Ryder. (laughs) Not that bum. He's on main event somewhere. He can step on it. (laughs) And I guess now with what we'll probably talk about, Kevin Owens. I don't know. I 
Anybody else want to try to answer that? I would think, um, because I thought Nakamura would benefit from it more because when Jinder does drop the title, because like Ron said, I think I, I agree. I think they're going to drag him out as long as possible. So I thought Nakamura would be the one to actually dethrone him. But at this point, I don't think that's going to happen. So I think it'd probably be AJ. Because even though AJ already won the title, the fans will react to that more because they love AJ so much. And then, you know, the, the rumor match for WrestleMania next year is AJ and Nakamura. You can get AJ turn on Nakamura and possibly get Nakamura winning at WrestleMania. I kind of think Nakamura will. I just like the... I, I feel like Rusev is going to turn soon. I mean, I wouldn't hate it if it was Turn Rusev. into what? A good wrestler? <laughs> no, he's already that. <laughs> He's, he's already what? Turn into a baby face. Yeah. He's already a baby <laughs> he face. <is. laughs> he cut his hair for stuff. <laughs> well, biggest story on SmackDown was Kevin Owens trying yes. to insert himself as a special guest referee. Yes. Again. Yeah, Shane McMahon confronting him about it, saying to stop defying him. Kevin Owens basically saying, Wow. <laughs> Everyone would have been better off if you died in that helicopter crash. <laughs> Even your kids. I was like, whoof. Shane attacks him. Has to be pulled off by Daniel Bryan and the officials. Leads to a, a becomes a whole thing <laughs> with so much. <laughs> yeah. uh, Owens basically telling Daniel Bryan he's going to sue and press charges. He's going to own the company. Yeah, Bryan gets a phone call saying he needs to address this. He has to address it in the ring. Brings Shane's out. Brings Shane out. Says it was. Vince, who called me, and you're suspended indefinitely. I loved how Shane sold it. Like, Shane sold it like I'm not going to be here for a while. I thought that was good. And then Owens tells Brian at the end of the, at the close of the show, like, this really is going to be the Kevin Owens show now. Like, I'm going to make SmackDown like my personal playground. I'm going to sue the entire McMahon family. <laughs> and then Brian saying, well, somebody will be here next week to address the situation. It'll be Mr. McMahon. So, what does Mr. McMahon do on SmackDown next week? Alo, when was the last time Vince was on SmackDown? <sighs> Even I can't answer that. <laughs> what? Because after that, that's when they got announced, I was like, well, dang. I'm like, <laughs> I think maybe when he debuted Drew McIntyre, and that wow. was in 2010. Wow. But end of 2009, going into 2010. That might be the last time he made an appearance on SmackDown. Jeez. That's a long time. Yeah. That's my last time. I, that's my last time recalling. That's his stepchild. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Are you guys excited to see Vince on SmackDown? Vince and Kevin Owens. Well, now <laughs> it makes me feel like I'll be a little excited because I mean, I hope he calls him like dad. <laughs> Vince and Kevin Owens. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to love this because Vince is going to destroy him, and Kevin Owens is going to look like a sick puppy, <laughs> Take, taking all the heat from Vince. And I think this is going to lead to a whole Hell in a Cell match. Kevin Owens versus Shane Man. I think the Shane job will end up being on the line. So that's what you think Vince puts him in that situation? That's how he has the match with Owens? I think they drag it out to Survivor Series. That long, you think? I, it has legs that it can. I, like, I wish they would have held off the Vince thing. Because I just want to see Kevin come out and destroy people. Like, just like ruin matches for like... A week or two. Yeah. And then finally have, like, Vince come and be like, yo, you can't be doing that. <laughs> yeah, because after, after... I think he'd be so gentle about it. Because after next, after next week, I think they'll have three week, three more shows until Hell in a Cell. So that's a nice amount of time. 
So that, so that might so for, for from their view that might be just enough time to actually plan plan the match and then get some build towards it. Do we see Shane next week? No. No. Nope. So you think he actually is going to be out for a little while? I think at least, the very least, two weeks. Uh, yeah, at least to the go go home show. Because I think this is really going to be a, the Hell in a Cell, one of the Hell in a Cell matches. And back back to what you say, you said this a couple for the last few weeks. I really don't know how anybody could not like Kevin Owens. Me neither. <laughs> I really don't. Like, if I ever see anything negative about him, I get upset. I'm like, I really don't know how anybody could not like him. I really don't know either. <laughs> to me, he he embodies everything that is great about professional wrestling. Every aspect of it. He's actually really good in the ring. He's really good at cutting a promo. He can be a jerk. He can be funny. He's great on commentary. <laughs> he can work with anybody. Like, he can have a good match with anyone. He can cut a great promo with anyone. No there's, one can touch him. Yeah, there's nothing he can't do. <laughs> I don't think anyone can touch him. I think he really embodies everything that's great he about wrestling. He can't fit into wrestling. the small, size all small shirt. Well, no, he can't do that. Okay, you're right. There is one thing he Boom. can't do. Neither can I. Faith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is great. And, I like... Yeah, when he's when he's mad, he's funny. When he's whining, he's funny. Everything he does is great. Cause anybody else, that would have came off really hokey. Like I'm gonna press charges. I'm gonna do this. But like he was so convincing. I'm like, I can't wait to see the Kevin Owens show. So literally gonna be the Kevin Owens show. Like some of his greatest hits. I remember um last year at Payback. When after he beat Sami Zayn and then went on commentary and put JBL's hat on and kicked his feet yeah, up. Yeah, oh my god, awesome. <laughs> and then the horrible world we were at when um he went to Stephanie's office like, mm-hmm. hey, hey Stephanie, my name is Kevin Owens. Your husband's a, your husband's very fond, fond of me. <laughs> <laughs> to, so good. Yeah, to Prep's point about that being hokey with anyone else and he was convincing. One of the criticisms that Vince Russo had last summer was he was mad at fans saying that Owens and Zayn were good, were great workers, saying you guys don't know what a great worker is. Like, a great worker is someone who works you into buying into something. Well, guess what, Vince? He, <laughs> he is a good worker. He convinces you to buy into the segments that he's a part of. So, sorry, bro, but you're, you're wrong about Kevin Owens. There's one thing I am excited for because one of my favorite videos on YouTube is... Kevin Owens imitating other wrestlers, mocking other wrestlers. I can't wait to see him do the Shane Strutter. <laughs> yes, that will be good. United States Championship. Not a whole lot. We had uh, Corbin beat Ty Dillinger with AJ on commentary. Obviously, Corbin still antagonizing AJ. AJ telling Dillinger the U.S. Open Challenge is open only to him next week. Oh, so it's the U.S. Closed Challenge. The U.S. Closed Challenge. <laughs> yes. I, I like the dumb. I mean, look, you guys know sold it last week. That was the best 49-second match I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, that was your comment. Yes. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> Name me a better short match like that. That match was great for only being 49 seconds. I So, you're right. I did undersell it, but my only problem was... Like I said, I, I want the United States Open Challenge with AJ yeah. as the U.S. champion to be a showcase every, every week. week. And we feel and like we I, I cut short like, the last two times. Yeah, time. I don't like that it's not. Because I, I think that they're... To me, that's the biggest appeal of AJ. Like, I like AJ. I think he's had 
some very good character stuff since he got there. But that's the big selling point to AJ, is that he's going to have an unbelievable match every time he's out there. And I feel like you're, you're shortchanging us by not having him have a real match on the show. You know what? I think Corbin causes him the title next week. Really? So do you think you see Ty Dillinger as the U.S. champion? Just for a week. <laughs> don't, Anybody don't, else see that happening? Don't no. shoot me no. down. <laughs> I wouldn't hate that if they did it. It would, I, would be something. I wouldn't hate it, too. I mean, I, I like Ty. I, I think he could do more than what they're doing with him, so it would be entertaining. Sin City Raw, or Sin City SmackDown. Yeah. Where was SmackDown from this week? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> they didn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they were afraid to admit Sioux it. Falls. It was like, it was like they were afraid to admit it because usually they come out and they're really kind of boast about it being in the major city. They want to talk about Sioux Falls. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't want us to know where they were. I would I would definitely not hate it if Ty ended up being the U.S. champion for a week. I do hope they at least get like 15 minutes. Yeah. That's what I want. I want to see a good match. Because the 49 seconds was great. <laughs> yeah. I, like, And I think Ty could give a good... 15 to 20 minute match with AJ. I think it'll be great. Um, women's division. Carmella gets her match against Natty. <laughs> Ellsworth costs her the match by throwing the money in the bank yes! into the ring. She absolutely skewers Ellsworth after the match, going so far as to say your mother should have given you away when you were born. Oh, jeez. I thought that segment from Carmella was awesome. Like, she eviscerated Ellsworth. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, like, it was brutal. Um, then later on in the evening, Ellsworth, you know, begging for forgiveness. And I laughed so hard. We said, you, you're right. I am a freak. I am subhuman. I was like, oh, he lived his truth. Yeah, like he, I'm adamant about live your truth. Yeah, I loved it that he's like, you're you're right. I am all those things, but like I'll do anything. And then she gives him this huge kiss and then slaps the hell out of him afterwards. <laughs> I was dying. I'm so glad that it's not over because I was like really disappointed. I was like, I don't want this to be over yet. I'm really happy that it's not over. And then Graves saying like, I can't believe I'm saying I'm jealous of James. <laughs> so. They're going to kick out of this. So, a good friend of mine, Sheree, mm-hmm. she got her first taste of SmackDown Live. Oh, wow. And she texts me, why does James Ellsworth look so retarded? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, he's not attractive. That's for sure. He doesn't have a chin. I even love that. She threw, like, the bump where your chin is supposed to be or something like that. Yeah, I, lo- I love James Ellsworth. I-, I thought that whole thing was great. You love when they tear him down, too. I do, because he's he's so good at, like, being that character. Yeah. yeah, like, you actually felt sorry for him. As much as, like, you're supposed to hate his guts and he gets on everybody's nerves, I feel like you couldn't help but feel sorry for him. Yeah. Oh, and then his tweet that I saw this morning. Yes! <laughs> I sent you guys. I'm about to look it up and read it right now, because I feel like anyone who has oh, not seen God. it. Needs to needs to know about it. Let's see. I know most of you internet trolls have never kissed a girl before, especially an attractive one. Trust me, it's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Which to me, I read that as that was the first time he's that, like to me that's like the first time he's kissed an attractive oh girl, and he can't wait to tell people how cool it is. I think it, it's awesome. I love it. There were some people that had a problem with it, but what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, some well, people that, that just want him to be away from Carmella. 
saying like she doesn't need him, but like I think it is hysterical. It's so great. But I think that kiss was like an insurance policy to make sure he doesn't do anything again. (laughs) Yeah, because she wouldn't touch him or claim him before. Right. I thought it was awesome. I loved it. And how uncomfortable did she look though, giving him that? Oh yeah, she did not look like she loved it. No. But the slap. Oh my god. Yes. Awesome. It was awesome. And then Natty defends against Naomi next week. Uh, any chance of a title change there or no? I don't think so. I'm, I won't be sure if Carmella Cash is in there. Can I can I say Natty looks so good as champion? Yeah. Yeah. It, um, like the really belt glad fits her so well. She brought the you know the heart jacket out. Very good touch. I yeah. need that figure, the, the Brett now with the jacket. <laughs> yeah, she does carry the title well. She's she's a very fitting women's champion. Joseph, do you think we get a cash in next week, or do you think Natty gets a run with it for a little while? I think Natty gets a run with it for a little while. I don't think we see the cash in. I mean, that could. Do you think wrong, we see a threat of a cash in, like Carmella comes out? She'll walk out. She'll walk out and kind of tease it. Kind of holds it over her head a little bit. Yeah, we might get some James Ellsworth. Does Ellsworth come out and reveal her plan again? <laughs> Dude, how great was it him dropping the briefcase in the ring, though? Awesome. So good. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I was like, yes. And then yeah. the ref was like, huh? What, what, what's <laughs> yeah, this? The ref was like, what is happening? Why? <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I love the idea of her cashing in in her own match. <laughs> Although, I guess it wasn't a title match, was it? No. So, I guess that does make a little bit of sense. But it is, yeah, I thought it was really funny. Loved the whole thing. We didn't get much out of the tag team division, just the Usos choosing a street fight in Sin City next week. You didn't like Big E's line? Of course I did. <laughs> Has Big E, like, gotten a little trim or something? I don't. I feel like he's... He looked really shredded. I didn't even know On Tuesday. Uh, he's a pretty big guy regularly. I mean, I don't know. He's a big guy. I don't know. I felt like his face looked a little more trim. I don't know. Maybe it was... Maybe it's because we don't usually see him in a t-shirt that often. Yeah. I don't know. He wasn't in the singlet, maybe. I, I don't know. But I'm very much looking forward to this match. It's going to be awesome. They're going to get time, too, so it's going to be mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Is this the main event next week? Or is it Natty and, Na- and uh, Naomi? No. No. Unless, unless it's a cash-in. You know it's the main event. Yeah. So do you guys see this as the main event next week? Probably. It should be after getting the pre-show spot. You're right. They at least deserve that. I can't wait for it. I think it's going to be awesome. These guys can wrestle every week for all I care. Uh, Ziggler did finally make his return. Imitating John Cena, the Macho Man, and Naomi. It's the only reason I brought this thing. (laughs) To remember good times. Yeah, so was anybody a fan of this? Because I, I said last week I hoped he did this, that he imitated some of the people he was mocking. So Listen, I appreciated that he at least did it. I thought it was kind of entertaining when he came out as Naomi. The only one just... I liked was the Cena one. <laughs> like, because I always laugh when Cena's jumping like that. He did, mm-hmm. like, the exact jump. But then, like, Showing the, the Macho Man was weak. The Naomi, he couldn't slide down the <laughs> ramp. Now, I laughed at that. <laughs> I laughed at like, yeah. it. Was it was entertaining. I laughed at it, just coming yeah. out with the feel the glow and... Trying to mimic the slide, not even close. I was kind of hoping he just came out and then just said like, whatever in the it's beginning of the man. promo, and then said next week. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, like, that's kind of what I thought they were gonna do. Can this win you guys over if he keeps mocking other gimmicks every week? Pretty not want to see. Oh, there's no, enough I gimmicks that I, I'm really gonna. It's just set up to him face Bobby Roode because he's facing Bobby Roode on house shows. 
Well, speaking of Bobby Roode, we had a Bobby Roode vignette. Should they have done the vignette before he debuted, or are you cool with them debuting him a couple weeks and then doing the vignette? Nah, I'm cool with it. And the only reason he wasn't there is because he's on the NXT like live tour this week. So his no, no, he, had a dark, tour. he had a dark match. Did he? Yeah, he was there. He hmm. fought Mike Canellis. So again, no entrance yeah. for the Canellises. Yes. I didn't get to hear two of the greatest theme nope. songs in wrestling today. No, you didn't. Uh, oh, but how good was Corey Graves' sell of them? <laughs> like, awesome. He's very good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Uh... Aiden English got another win over Sami Zayn. I yes. knew Prep would be happy about that. My Poor boy, Sami Zayn. Yeah. Sami Zayn, the most underutilized talent Poor Sami Zayn. on each roster. We'll get to yeah. him soon. <laughs> is he going Sammy to the Zayn. Raw house shows? Or isn't he supposed to be in, like, Raw or something? I have no idea. I know, somebody said that he's, like, advertised for a house show, but it's a Raw house show. But then, like, I looked at the place. It's Montreal. I'm like, oh, it's hometown. <laughs> okay, okay, that makes sense. So, are they going to do anything with Aiden English? What can they do with Aiden English? I don't know. I I don't, like... <laughs> I don't know. What, what is there to do with him? I don't know. Like, I like the gimmick. Like, I think he's a good worker, but there's really nothing he can do. Who are you going to slap him with as a partner? Nobody. No one right now. I mean, you can figure something for him to do, though. Yeah, I really but nothing don't. that's gonna garner like him getting like solid TV time unless he's jobbing, which, let's face it, within two weeks he probably will be back to doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, any other thoughts from SmackDown? No. No, but I'm really hoping since they were in Sioux Falls, we can uh, cover somebody from Sioux Falls, Shayna Baszler. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good segue into the next thing, the May Young Classic. We had four more episodes drop on Monday. So what do you guys think of the second round quarterfinals and semifinals of the May Young Classic? Who has stood out to you? How do you think this is stacked up with the Cruiserweight Classic? Any thoughts that anyone may have? For me, it was better than the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, You're enjoying it more than the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, I mean, the Cruiserweight Classic was good, but I feel more involved in this. I mean, and Tony Storm kind of stood out for me. I mean... Every match I watched her in, it's been fabulous. Yeah, so I mentioned last week, I think they may be costing themselves something by making it binge-watching instead of making it like a weekly thing that you anticipate. Definitely. I will say I'm thankful because if I was watching this over an extended period of time instead of two like quick... Like, quick hits two weeks in a row, I might have literally fallen in love with Tony Storm already. (laughs) But because there were little bursts instead of a weekly drawn-out thing, Mm -hmm. I'm safe for right now. So, she stood out to me. Um, Did she get signed? She should be because she 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 could be on the main roster tomorrow. But, I don't know, she might be bearing child soon, so... (laughs) Yeah, she stood out to me. Piper Niven, one of my absolute favorites. She really has won me over. That match was a great match between them two. Yeah, when Bianca Belair. We had the bridge. Had the bridge. Bianca Belair, I'm a huge fan of. I think she's going to be like a big deal. She didn't really do too much for me. I mean, really? This what? is my fan. Oh, man. She I, is. She's going to be a star. There's only one complaint, I, uh, but I get it because she's an athlete. Like She does that like hopping around yeah. a lot. 
But like She has a great look Her work is real solid For someone who's probably Only been working about 12 months Like The 450 splash great. Was a huge surprise to me How good was it When she like Killed Kyrie Sane With the whips Like Awesome They look painful I love that I think it's different I think it sets her apart the whole EST thing, I think, is great. Like, the, the biggest, S- the fastest, mm-hmm. the strongest. I love that as a kid. I love, like, I hated the commentary, like, throughout the whole mm-hmm. series. Like, the commentary. I hate, I hate the, the, this last four was horrible. <laughs> this commentary is barely really bad. But, like, I love Lita having to explain it to JR. <laughs> He's like, what does that even mean? She's like, oh, well, she's the biggest, the baddest, the, you know. Yeah, I enjoyed that, too. Uh,. Shayna Baszler, I feel like she might be a little overrated. Yes. Wait. I see, well, I see your points. I, I say so. And I, I, feel I was like, shocked. I feel the like reason as far as she's going. Her movement is like so like deliberate and slow, mm-hmm. and it looks like she still doesn't quite know how to wrestle yet. She doesn't know how to... Or how to translate what she does to wrestling. Her she kicks sell. are really slow and lazy. Yep. I just feel like there, she's not there yet. convincing or like convicted in what she's mm-hmm. doing in there. I feel like a lot of her pushes are based <clears throat> off the four horsewomen yeah, kind of angle that they're running. Literally, the only reason she's there is because of Ronda Rousey, because there was a million other girls they could have put in for her. Like, and even, like, through her entrance, like, the way she's throwing punches, like, you know that's not how you throw punches. You're a 15-year pro in MMA, like... Be believable. Be, like, if you were fighting an MMA fight. The one thing I do like... And not so much for her last match with Mercedes, but, like, the other prior matches, they were all, like, shorter, and they kind of protected her, and all the finishes were awesome. Yeah, the finishes are like, always Like, I loved stuck. every finish that she yeah, had. Yeah, the way they set up the rear naked choke in every match. And they made it look like really a dominating, good. dominating finisher. Yeah, and the one thing, they, they, like, tried to, like, they show the finisher, like, oh, this is her finisher. She has yet to use it. Yeah. She's just choking mm-hmm. people out. The one thing that bugs me about the tournament is, um, like, people like Shayna Baszler, right? Like, not to go on a tangent about this, but, like, she's not the most attractive woman. But they, like, tried to, like, make her up and do her hair. She looks better without the makeup. Why don't, exactly, why don't they keep her, like, like, when she comes to the ring, she looks cool, you know, with, like, the ponytail. Put the mouth guard in. We all know she's an MMA fighter. Like, do stuff like that. So, I'm really <laughs> glad that you brought that up because I don't have it in my notes, but it's something I've thought about. They, and Triple H and Stephanie will take any opportunity they can get to go on some TV show and talk about what they're doing with the women's division. Oh, we don't call them divas anymore. We call them superstars. It's the women's championship. But you're still making everything about their appearance. And I get it. Like, I don't take anything away from any one of those women saying, like, I want to go out there and look good. But that should not be the requirement is that you go out there with makeup on. Mm-hmm. Because not everyone should be the same. Like, you're not, not everybody's coming in the same package as everyone else. Like, let people be individuals. Let people be unique. Let the differences... I say this all the time. Like, it's... If every wrestler... Everybody loves Sami Zayn and guys like that. If everybody was Sami Zayn and AJ Styles, we wouldn't love Sami Zayn and AJ Styles so much. Like, you need the different styles, the different looks to make it interesting. So, you don't have to try to put everybody in the same box. There's another thing that I really like about this compared to, like, the Cruiserweight Classic. And I don't know if it's just because it's women, but... Like, 
the girls actually take time and put stuff into their look. Like, every girl's gear is, like, different, you know. Like, they actually have, like, professionally made mm-hmm. gear. They're not coming out in ball shorts and a beater like the guys yeah. in the UK tournament. Mm-hmm. Like, I like stuff like that. I thought the ring looked cool, like, with the white ropes. And, like, I like the color scheme for all mm-hmm. that stuff. <clears throat> One problem I do have, though, with a lot of these girls is a lot of their... I don't know if they're not going over each other's matches with each other, but, like, a lot of their movesets are really similar. Like, how many eat defeats can I see, like, in one match? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you guys noticed no, that. but I, like, I and all It was more so in the earlier rounds. Because, yeah, they're, they're you know, also kickers. I mean, just it's a go-to mover. So, not not to go back to comedy on this... But I remember hearing a comedian talk about there's like this public perception that like female comedians aren't as good as male comedians. And this was a male comedian who was talking about it and he said, well, if you think about it, how much opportunity have male comedians had to be comedians? Like it, this is still like in some ways a newer medium to women, like women getting more opportunity. They haven't had as much of an opportunity to grow as male comedians have had. And this is something I wrote about the women's division for TJR Wrestling a couple, uh, probably like a year and a half ago. Somebody criticized me for saying, I think I might have said something like that women's triple threat match in Dallas stole Wrestle, stole the show at WrestleMania. And this guy was basically like coming at me like, come on, like you know that it was not as good as a... Like, look, like the characters were there, the story was there, people cared about it. Like, that's what matters. And as far as what they can do in the ring, like, this is still, like, a relatively new thing. So I think a lot of these women... To me, this is, like, the first wave of, like, really good women's wrestling. And I think a lot of them are probably... They have the same people as inspirations. They're watching a lot of the same stuff. I think maybe ten years from now, you'll see a lot more variety in what the women are doing because they have more to have seen before. And, and for all the kicks they had, they had some un- unique moves in there sprinkled in there too that was kind of impressive to see them. I was like, wow, that was pretty cool. Yeah, like a lot of spears. Uh-huh. I feel like... Um, no, I... But I've I really enjoyed it. I don't know if I'd say it's better than the Cruiserweight class. I just felt there was more character. I felt like more involved because there's more character. I could feel like where they were going. Cruiserweight kind of felt like you said they just threw them out there and said, let's wrestle, <clears throat> fly off the ropes... Let's see what happens. Yeah, for me, I have them, like, dead even. And I, I might be enjoying the women's more if it was, like I said, if it wasn't that I sat down and watched three hours and 40 minutes of it in a row. Twice. If it was, like, I got an episode this week, an episode next week, an episode the week after. I do think that's taking something away from it. Um, it does. But, I, I mean, also same in the same note, I'm, I'm on the other other end of that because they put the four out and I was like I'm just going to watch the two watch the other two later kind of make it feel like that and I watched the first two I was like walked away for about an hour sat down cracked a beer I, like, <laughs> I gotta know what happened put it on yeah I watched them all right in a row both times uh, Kyrie Sane is winning right? I don't know yet no I think Shayna Baszler is winning so do I I, think I have a complaint about Kyrie mm-hmm. Sane what's the complaint look I love her in-ring work. I love her fire. That spinning back fist is so good. <laughs> Too many mannerisms. Like, the whole, like, setup for the elbow when she's, like, 
Like, come on. Calm so you down. You feel like she's, like, overperforming. She's overperforming. I don't get her character. <laughs> I mean, she a pirate? She a pirate? She's a yeah. navigator? She was, she, was she was a yachtsman. A yachtsman. Well, that's what I said. Uh, she's a yachtsman, but she's a yachtsman pirate? I guess. I guess she just figured, like, this is my identity. I'm going to do something. That elbow gimmick is the see. pirate princess. That elbow does look yeah. pretty cool, though, how high she gets. Uh, the elbow's awesome. It looks amazing. <laughs> she killed Bianca Belair. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. That wasn't even an elbow. That was just her body <laughs> just on top of her. Yeah, but, um... Thank you for transitioning to that for me. But um, the Bianca Belair, um, Kyrie Sane match. We like Bianca Belair. Last week I was up in the air about her. Then I was like, this match. Like I thought that was probably that. That was the best match. I had two matches that stood out. That were the best matches from this mm-hmm. from this new set. It was that match and then Kyrie Sane and Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. The reason I'll give the Bianca Belair match the edge is because we we didn't expect none of that. And Kyrie saying made Bianca Belair look like a star. Even last week, I talked about I wasn't sure how I felt about that the long ponytail, and they got that over in that match, and they made her Bianca Belair look like she belongs. And they talked about her experience. She only had a year of experience, mm-hmm. and she took it to Kyrie saying, who's a savvy vet. So <laughs> at 22 years old, <laughs> is she only 22? She's she's young. Really, wow. she's that young? Yeah, I don't know if it's like that young, but she's definitely young. Yeah. Yeah so, sure. yeah, so I, I enjoyed that aspect. And um, you guys hit on Shannon Baszler. I, I completely agree. I feel her matches have been really short. like Purposeful. Her, yeah, pur- on purpose. Like, her match with Candice LeRae, I thought Candice LeRae shined in that match. Yeah, Candice LeRae looked really good. Yeah, like that, that um the suicide dive into the mm-hmm. damn detail. Like, whoa. That was that, awesome. That was incredible. Definitely. I knew really her. So mm-hmm. She bounced her head off there, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I was impressed with, with her in that match. Yeah, everything else, um... Everything else was pretty solid, but I don't think nothing nothing else after that stood out to me. I thought the Tony Storm Kyrie Sane match was fantastic. That was probably the best match. Yeah, of this I thought round. she was gonna tap to the armbar. I love how Kyrie Sane had her hip on on yeah. on top of her shoulder, mm-hmm. so she mm-hmm. couldn't move it at all, and then her transition to rolling it out of it. I thought it was really really a nice touch. But I'm looking forward to the Shayna Baszler Kyrie Sane match, but I don't I have no idea what it's gonna look like because all Shayna Baszler's matches has been short because even. Yeah. Um, the match was the first time match against Zeta. We was like, "This is a really good match." Even though it was like, you're gonna like, have to have Kari carry. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to carry carried a lot, or maybe by that time they'll have her trained up a little more. Because yeah, even I, the, I thought the match with Mercedes Martinez was pretty good too. I mean, I like that. What you said, the that teacher. Was a lot of, yeah, you know, yeah. Student that was a cool story. angle. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it, it was it was pretty physical when it got to that point. But like, it was a, I think it was her longest match she's had mm-hmm. in this tournament. But still, I don't know what her versus Kyrie saying. Next week's gonna look like. I kind of enjoyed the match before that too. The um, Abby Lath Marcy Martina match was pretty fun. That was good too. Abby Lath's great. Yeah, Abby Lath was great. Yeah, she's yeah. fantastic. I was a fan of her as well. Mm-hmm. She stood out. Yeah, even Tony Storm with Piper Piper um, living. That, no, that, yeah, that was great. Oh, yeah, that was probably. They did the bridges, which was yeah. Fun, I can I can go watch. on and on. Oh, this match is great. Oh, this match <laughs> is great. Like Tony Storm did the bridge and then had Piper Nevin on top of her. I was like, yeah. damn, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I love when they did like the whole like neck spot where they're like leaned up and then mm-hmm. they shook each other's hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the German off the top rope. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Because yeah, even Prep saying he thinks Shayna Baylor's gonna win. I kind of think so too. Because I kind of feel that way too. Yeah. Because you, you hit on you hit on that last week about the four horsewomen being mm-hmm. in the crowd and Lee said you know Triple H especially Triple H he does not shy away from having big names from the UFC come on and yeah. potentially become part of the company and we know Ronda Rousey is reportedly trained with Brian Kendrick so 
they're like the next Eva Marie. <laughs> oh my god! So they're like hammering that down, and they had the interaction with the four horsewomen, which we'll get to in a, in yeah. a little bit. But they had the yes. interaction with the, with the WWE's four, four horsewomen, so they're not hiding from this. So I think they might fully embrace it and have because I because. You can't look. There's no. This match is happening live next week. Yeah, right? it's it's okay. live. They're having like a special. Okay, so so there'll probably be a bunch of tag matches, which mm-hmm. I'm totally. Yeah, because I believe it's gonna be in, at right right after before after Smack, SmackDown. After SmackDown. Tag matches like the other women. It'll probably be like Piper Niven and Tony Storm versus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I can't wait. I can't wait to see. But I do think the trip because you know Triple H is all in on this bringing U, UFC popular names into yeah. the company. Yeah. And, that I think they may just go full all in with Shayna Baszler. It's kind of the way I see it happening, unfortunately. Can I please start this off mm-hmm. because I'm gonna rant? Okay, go ahead. Yo, this whole Ronda Rousey thing, Ronda, can you please stay out of my wrestling? <laughs> I love you to death. You'll always be my favorite women's MMA fighter of all time. Like that segment was so cringy. Her putting down her bag and like, oh, not today. Okay, like it, I wasn't convinced. Like, and I've seen her make people cry. <laughs> like, yeah. like I hope the the wrestling four horsewomen, like they're like Ronda and them are Goldberg, and the four horsewomen <laughs> are freaking William Regal, <laughs> and they like just like potato them and just oh my god, it was so cringy. I did not. I don't want to see Ronda Rousey in my ring. Like, you know, you know, you're gonna get it. It's definitely gonna happen. Yeah, and yeah. you know, and you know, if she's full time, she's gonna bypass NXT. Yep, she's not going to NXT because Vince is gonna want her because she'll be box office. Jessamine Duke is awful. Like every time I look at her, is in that the Roddy's crowd, wife? Huh? That's not Roddy's wife, is it? No, no, that's Marina okay, Schaefer, the other so. girl. Jessamine, every time they like point to her and she's like going crazy for like, she's like, "You deserve it" or some yeah. stupid <laughs> stuff like that. Like that she's makes me so she's mad. Right. She's right. <laughs> Shayna Baszler's 37. Really? Yeah, she's yeah. been around for a long time. 37 years she old. She was on Ultimate Fighter, what, five or six years ago? And she was like, had been around for a long time at that time. Yeah, so. Anybody else got anything else um, to say about Ronda? I'm not excited to see it. That's it. So, my feeling was always I wanted to see her come back for like a one off to be like an event. I'm not necessarily interested in seeing her be like a full-time wrestler, because I think she uh, she overtakes the whole thing if she comes in. So and the whole four horsewomen thing. One, not all four of the four horsewomen were nope, there. Nope. What? Where was Sasha? Sasha was probably didn't want to deal with the fans. No, she was promotional somewhere else. <laughs> she actually was mad about that. Uh, I forget whose podcast. Oh, Sam Roberts. His talk show. Yeah, his talk show. Um, she said she basically said she was upset with WWE like they keep flip-flopping with the title but she said like they sent me on some promotional thing somewhere and she wasn't able to be there for the women the women the Mae Young Classic so she was mad that she wasn't able to be there yeah part of the four horsewomen but to me like that to me that took a lot of juice out of it not even just because I'm a Sasha fan it's like you don't even have everybody there no it was essentially three and three it was doesn't feel right when you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. I I wasn't. But we're we're going to get it. We all know that. Oh, and she shot on the. And it was poor. She shot on the fans about the um, signings. Mm Mm-hmm. And not to want to take pictures at airports. That's not us. That's the other. I know. (laughs) I know. Which but it needed to be said. Yeah, I I completely agree with her. I completely support her on that. I've met her at two actual signings. She was nothing but nice and friendly and pleasant. 
And if I saw her in the airport, like I said, the most I would do is like say hello or thank you. And that's the extent of it. I, there's no reason to smell yeah. people at the airport. Yeah, because I had no idea that the fans call and they find out what time their flight's coming in. Oh, yeah. Fans yeah, do yeah. crazy, crazy things. That was new to me. Fans will call hotels to see where, where their mm-hmm. rooms are staying. They, they, do, they do some... Yeah, and she defined that as stalking, which it really is. Mm-hmm. That's the definition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's no... The Webster's Dictionary <laughs> definition of stalking. Prep. So we go back to the Mae Young Classic. Remember last week, Ayla brought it up. My complaint to reggaeton. reggaeton. Mm-hmm. Dude, I found myself dancing to Mercedes. Like, <laughs> as, as much reggaeton as there is, it and just like, <laughs> I really like a lot of the other theme songs. Like I, I, I love Candice LeRae's theme song. Yeah, like I was I singing it the whole time. <laughs> Shayna Baszler really has a good one too, and Dakota Kai. Like I, I feel like all their theme songs really fit them. The only, but like every Puerto Rican or Spanish, like. Any person of like Hispanic heritage had like reggaeton. <laughs> what is this? I I give them a lot of credit. I feel like they did a good job with bringing together thirty two women. I feel like they've put on a really good show. I think it's been really enjoyable. It's been a lot of fun. It's been something different. And I think like you see a lot of potential of because we talk a lot about like oh on Raw it's it's Sasha and I and Alexa and there's nothing else. Or like, oh, we saw like Naomi and Natty and Carmella and yeah, nothing you, else. You need some fresh talent. Some fresh I faces. think there's a lot of promise here for the future. Like, I don't know if I'd say that the, the quote-unquote women's revolution is the reason that all these women are getting this opportunity, because clearly a lot of them have been doing this since before oh, yeah. that started. They've been around. But that's the reason why they're getting an opportunity on this stage, and they're all running with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see where women's wrestling goes in the future. Put Tony Storm in the main roster next week. <laughs> I, is she somebody that even needs to? Like I feel like she can make a ton of money not being there. <laughs> no, she needs to be on my TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's gonna be having your baby soon. Right? Fair, <laughs> fair enough. Yo, and she's only 23. Like no, she's, she's 21. 21. Yeah, oh my 21. God. <laughs> yeah, her Barely and, legal. Uh, Rhea Ripley was yep. only 20. Like, can I give it the, really up to Rhea Ripley too? She's really good. Yeah. She is. And she's in NXT. So. She had a great yeah. interview after she lost. Like, yeah, there, there's a lot there to work with, too. Uh, any listener questions before we get out of here? Yes, we got a question from the Godfather of the podcast, Joe Lafferty. Less laughing this week. <laughs> All right. So, question for tonight, please. SmackDown's house shows numbers are, dr- numbers are down. <laughs> so, gender can draw. What a surprise. If you were in charge of fixing SmackDown, what would you do? Uh, I'm not going to go into like a huge detailed answer about this. What I will say is I would have, I've talked about it already twice, AJ Styles have like a showcase match every week for the U.S. Open Challenge. To me, that'd go a long way. Well, if I could correct Mr. Lafferty, <laughs> the numbers aren't down because gender's the champ. The numbers are down because John Cena's gone. So... I wouldn't fix anything. It's already good. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot the gender part of the question. I really think that those metrics are not really what they care about. We saw, we forgot to bring this up, but what was it? The, the Dakota Kai and... Kavita DeVee. Kavita DeVee match was the most watched match of the May Young Classic. 3.6 million views on YouTube. Yeah, so they're looking at that market as, like, 
a, a big thing for them. They're really trying to push it. They're really trying to attract it as much as possible. I think that's where their priority is more so than live attendance for SmackDown shows and, and weekly ratings. Mm-hmm. Alo. All right. So, like Prep said, John Cena's not there for house shows, and he's not even advertised. So that takes away from a lot of a lot of it too. So. I always think, especially now, in this day and age, because there's no competition, the whole you're a draw thing is overrated mm-hmm. to the point, because like, before my time, so before my, <laughs> before my time, before I was even thought of, the house shows were basically promoted as the world champion. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. It's like the world, back then it was like the world champion and everybody else. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. So you have Jinder Mahal. Is he WWE champion? Yes. But you have AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Um, who else is on the SmackDown on the SmackDown roster? Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura. You have Jinder Mahal. The answer, Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> the answer, Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Jinder Mahal isn't the only guy on those posters. So it's not all on him. And that's why I think that the house show, the house show things thing is whole is overrated because gender is not the selling point because you can still see your top the, your favorite guy on SmackDown no yeah. matter what whether they're the champion or not you're still going to see them and the way I would fix SmackDown now gender champion I don't mind it but I like I said earlier you have to have him do important things he doesn't do anything important so let's say if I wanted to fix SmackDown well let's say if, uh, if I left SmackDown the same and fixed a couple things. The one thing I would I would fix, I'll leave everything the same it is now. But I would fix that Sami Zayn would be that lovable babyface that you need because that's what SmackDown really lacks is that that lovable guy that everybody wants to get behind, like that Daniel Bryan type. People wanted to get behind Daniel Bryan because you could not hate Daniel Bryan. He was so lovable and you just wanted to root for him. And I think SmackDown like really, really miss, needs that because you have to get behind somebody and want somebody to win. It can't just be AJ Owens and Nakamura and Orton yeah. all the time. You can't depend on them. You can do so much with Sami Zayn. He he's proven it. He's just not a wrestler. He can be entertaining when you give him the opportunity to. Now, if you want me to fix SmackDown as a whole, of course I have AJ Styles as my champion. Of course, of course I would. I'll keep um. I will have Charlotte, Charlotte Women's Champion. I will have the New Day, or the U.S. as Tag Champions, and the U.S. Champion would probably be Sami Zayn. Or have him chasing after the U.S. Title because you want to. You have to get behind somebody. There's nobody you can get behind on SmackDown, even on Raw to an extent. There's nobody you can actually get behind, and is actually like really lovable, and you could get behind. Like we talked about NXT Brooklyn. Well, I talked about it with Unsanctioned with Fernando Felix. Mm-hmm. I got behind Bailey. Like I almost shed a tear for the woman because I, they dragged me into the story because it's perfect storytelling and you actually like really felt for her. Um, the um, when Eddie Guerrero first won his first WWE title, you felt for the guy. It was like those emotional moments and those and you embracing those characters it, is what makes the shows. And that's what I think. Smack, well, not even just SmackDown, Raw and WWE as a whole. Not even NXT because NXT can do it at any time. It's, it's the most simplest stuff. But WWE is Raw and SmackDown. You have to do with that. Yeah, yeah. The, I really feel like the days of one person carrying the company are over until that next person hits. Like clearly, Jinder is not the next Cena or the next Hogan or the next Austin. I don't know who that is. We may not see that person for another 10 years. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, the onus is more on the team effort than the one person drawing. 
Yeah, because even from the new generation era, that's when WCW was still coming out, and before the Attitude Era actually quote unquote arrived. Kevin Nash, he's been he's deep Kevin Nash, he's been no, no, noted as the worst drawing champion in history. That's because you had competition to compare it to. Yeah. And and they weren't competing with the well, they were kind of probably neck and neck, but he probably didn't draw the most out of those guys yeah. that they had. Even when the NWO first became a thing, which we will get to in a couple of weeks, and <laughs> it will be so controversial. <laughs> <laughs> but you can compare your house show draws to WCW to WCW shows because you had competition. And WCW, they had all the older guys that you got used to and you were still trying to build stars, but how long are you going to sit there and watch WCW like, Hogan's still wrestling, Hall's still wrestling, Nash is still wrestling, oh, WWF, they got this new guy called The Rock, they got Triple H, Triple H is a big thing now, oh, they got um, this guy named Val Venus, he's a stripper, yeah. a, um, a porn star. <laughs> it, like, like, that's what, that's what, you can't go off of that all the time because they had competition back then. Mm-hmm. There's no competition now, so you can't complain about House show draws, especially house show draws at that. If it was TV and USA complained about it, fine. But house show draws, that's not important in this day and age. Because they're not even like, they're not even in full arenas half the time. They're like some universities mm-hmm. at times. Or these smaller locations, smaller venues. Bingo halls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. Uh, do we have anything else, listener, question wise? That's it for tonight. Well, the Godfather of the Podcast, Joe Laugh, thank you as always for the question. Uh, we are less than a month away from <laughs> NBA preseason. So, LeBron, you got less than 30 days to get in here before, you know, the, the heavy lifting of, of the NBA season starts. Uh, chair is open. Uh, we'll be waiting for you, waiting for a response. Like we've talked about Kyrie Sane being in the finals of the Mae Young Classic. Uh, Kyrie Irving, who left the opportunity to get back to the NBA Finals with you next year. You can get to the uh, Matt Madness Unsanctioned Finals with me anytime. Uh, Alo? Well, if you want to embrace the madness, you could finally do that at whatamaneuver.net. That's true. We have plenty of shirts, even the, for the babies. <laughs> yeah, the onesies new, for the babies. Onesies for the newborn babies. <laughs> and if you're also tired of the same plain old wrestling shirts, head over to collarandelbow.com and use the promo code MattManus for 10% off your order. Yes, good good work, Alo. Uh, with that being said, listen to Falls Count Anywhere. Check out The Perfect Edge. Check out Unsanctioned with Alo and Fernando Felix. Uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes and Podbean. Five-star ratings on iTunes. They're a huge help and we appreciate them very much for Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever CK Joe Rodermill for Preptagon Jr. Josh Prepaguina for Mr. Wednesday Night Live Alo Aaron Lloyd I am Ron Pashery and we will see you next week Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans marking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mystery man, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the cell.